BDNG podcast. My name is Tina McKenzie and I am the Education Development Lead for the BDNG. I hope you enjoy listening to the BDNG podcast and find them beneficial to your practice. These podcasts are sponsored by Amaral. Amaral has no influence over the content of these podcasts. Happy listening! Hello and welcome to the BGNG podcast. I'm joined by Dominic Ermsen from the SRAS Association, who's going to tell me a little bit about what he does and his role of the charity. So thank you so much for your time, Dom. My pleasure. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, um, so I'm Dom Ermsten. I'm the Patient Advocacy and Communications Manager for the Psoriasis Association. Um, I've been working with the association for around about eight years now and day to day my job involves handling our communications, so uh, website and social media um, and also looking for patient advocacy issues, so things that patients are telling us, um, perhaps things that are not working so well in terms of their access to care and treatments, and then trying to do something about the issues that we find. Brilliant. Do you want to tell us a little bit about some of the great work that Sarasa Association do? Sure. So um, we're, we're a small charity, but we've been around for just over 50 years now. Um, and for, for the whole of that time, actually, we've had the same three main aims, which are provide information, advice and support to people with psoriasis, to raise awareness of psoriasis, and then to fund research in psoriasis and then disseminate the results of that research. So in terms of providing information, we have uh, information about psoriasis, different types and treatments available on our website. So it goes quite in depth. You know, we have good profile of the different treatments right through from topicals through to biologics. We have patient information leaflets, which are available as well to people who want things in hard copy. So they're good, particularly for for nurses and dermatologists to have those in clinics. I can actually give them out to patients. We have a helpline, which is a confidential service um, that's available by phone, email, and more recently WhatsApp as well. And we also have peer-to-peer support services. So forums on our website and a private Facebook group. And are those areas kind of moderated by yourselves? Yes. Um, So the helpline is run by trained staff. None of us are uh, medical professionals, um, but we're, we're trained in... Uh, or at least those who staff the helpline are trained in um, running a helpline and things like spotting and managing signs of distress in people and those those kind of things because we do hear from people who obviously um, can be very distressed by their psoriasis and they may not have spoken to anybody about it um, at all you know in the past and so sometimes they can be emotional or frustrated um, particularly if they're struggling to get access to the treatment and the care that they feel they need and in terms of the online uh, forums so that's moderated as well so uh, we have a couple of communication staff who look at the conversations regularly and make sure that there's nothing um, abusive Um, we also look out for uh, I mean obviously we, we make sure that people have uh, can, can speak freely we don't want to sense people's conversations but where there's anything that could be dangerous if it's bad information then we we look out for that as well and try and moderate that to make sure it's a good safe environment for people great lovely thank you and i know that yourselves have been involved with a recent parliamentary report do you want Mm. to tell us a little bit about first of all how you did that parliamentary report what the process was and kind of what the outcomes was from all of it so yeah this was really exciting um projects the report was commissioned by uh novartis and so they they funded the the process uh, for creating the report and they put together an expert working group um, of dermatologists, rheumatologists, nurses, there's a specialist pharmacist um, and then patient uh, group representatives. So there's myself from the Psoriasis Association and um, a representative from Versus Arthritis as well because uh, it covered both psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis, the scope of the report. And so the data was gathered um, looking at the state of existing services and some of the problems that exist and some of the long-term problems in terms of um, barriers to 
access to care for people with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis and also the way the conditions are perceived you know particularly with psoriasis i think there's still maybe with the the wider general public and even still within healthcare to some extent the perception that it's just a cosmetic condition a bit of dry skin rather than a you know a serious long-term chronic condition which has its roots in you know the immune system it's an inflammatory condition um so really the report set out set out the, the current lay of the land and then um put forward some recommendations for change um and that culminated or at least you know the the last major step to, to date was um a launch in parliament so it was an opportunity to actually get in front of people who can do something about the problems we're identifying policymakers uh, mps so yeah that no, was a really really great event um we had you know world leading expert in professor griffith spoke we had um jack who spoke so movingly about his own experiences and i don't think there's anything quite like hearing firsthand from somebody who lives with the conditions and jack has both psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis to kind of bring home the challenges of living with the conditions and the way that they impact day-to-day life i was lucky enough to speak myself as well on behalf of the psoriasis association a bit about the recommendations of the report and what we hope to do going forward so now that that's done it's kind of you know we really have to push on and try and make sure we don't lose the momentum and, and we keep that in the forefront of uh, policymakers minds and how can someone someone listening to this how can they get a hand, uh, their hands on a copy of the report is it available online it is yeah so uh, it's on our website um there, there's an article on there and the full report can be downloaded it's quite lengthy it's about 60 odd pages long um but for those who are short on times i appreciate most people who work in the nhs are um, as well as mps uh, there's an executive summary at the beginning which you know the, the main recommendations can be found there so yeah, I, I've read the report. It's absolutely brilliant. I actually uh, sent a letter to my MP as well to try and get her. When when I found out the report was on, I was like, it's in this room, make sure you turn up. <laughs> but yeah, any any raised awareness is great. So speaking about raised awareness, mm-hmm. uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about Psoriasis Awareness Week, potential dates and any anything that you've got planned at the Psoriasis Association? Yes, so um, Psoriasis Awareness Week here in the UK starts on World Psoriasis Day, which is the 29th of October, and it'll run until the 4th of November. Um, and this year, our focus is on living well with psoriasis, which is quite a broad theme, but it's looking at um, sort of holistic management of psoriasis. So how people can manage and live well with psoriasis in their day to day lives through their everyday actions, activities, hobbies, general approach to their life and lifestyle. And as part of that, what we're, we're doing a refresh of our website. And a big part of that is incorporating some new images we got from a photo shoot we held earlier this year of uh, people out there with psoriasis doing their own hobbies and interests um, it was a great shoot we've got people um, cycling paddle boarding running cooking you know there's, there's a whole variety of things and it's going to be really great to have these images on the website and kind of give, give it a whole new refresh look and feel ready for awareness week yeah brilliant thank you and uh, say someone listening into this podcast at the moment and they've got a patient that they think could benefit from your services, uh, how would they go about referring? And is there kind of a limit? Does, does the patient need to have a certain severity level of psoriasis before they can reach out to yourselves? No, not at all. We're more than happy to hear from anybody who has psoriasis, regardless of the, the severity um, or how long they've lived with the condition, whether they're newly diagnosed or they've lived with psoriasis for their whole life. Um and equally, uh, that, that doesn't just stop at people who have the condition. If it's uh, <clears throat> parents, uh, caregivers, friends, family, anybody really, um, is more than welcome to get in touch with us for information and advice. Um, so we have uh, our website is a great tool to refer to, uh, www.psoriasis-association.org.uk. But we also have telephone, email and 
WhatsApp helplines available and they can all be found on our website, the details for those. So that would be the best place to refer us to. And of course, we're always grateful if anybody wants to give out our leaflets to patients in clinic as well. Um, you know, sometimes you can have big gaps between appointments. It's great that patients know that there are sources of information support available in the meantime. Yeah, there's some great, we use sometimes use the information sheets. I think there's some great ones about treatments and topical treatments that, that yes. you guys provide that are really, really good. Uh, how would someone get a hand of, on those leaflets if, if they were to want a copy? So you can get in touch with us directly and we can post them out to you. So great. if you're a nurse and you want to give them out in clinic, then contact us, let us know which ones you want and how many, and we can post them out to you free of charge. And for patients, again, patients can contact us directly to ask for the resources that they want, or they can download them direct from our website as well. We have a particular page that has a list of all of our information resources available so they can pick and choose what they want Fab. membership options are there any yes. members do patients first of all have to be a membership to be able to engage with themselves and also are there membership options available for you know staff nurse and doctors that work with psoriasis patients so we're our membership is very simple structure at the moment in terms of we have one one set um membership available so that's just 18 pound a year and that's to anybody whether you're a healthcare professional or a person who's living with psoriasis or somebody who is otherwise interested in psoriasis um so anybody can can apply uh, to become a member and you can do that through our website so you can sign up online quick and easy or by contacting our office direct and members um enjoy our exclusive members magazine which uh, is quarterly so you know uh, four times a year seasonal um, and also get a discounted rate to our annual conference, which normally takes place in May, June time in the summer months. But yeah, anybody is welcome to join. You don't have to be a member, though, to access our services. So if you want to ring us, uh, use our helpline or our forums, you don't have to be a member to do that. That's available to anybody. And uh, just a few more questions, really, about fundraising. How yes. can someone raise help raise money for you? There is uh, no limit, really, to, to anything you want to do, as long as it's uh, legal. Um, so again, if you get in touch with us, um, then we're more than happy to send out a fundraising pack, uh, which contains some ideas about what you could do, a, you know, a t-shirt, running vest, that kind of thing. But yeah, uh, generally people quite often tend to do things like, uh, run, you know, a 10k, a marathon, uh, cycling challenges, but we've had people do all kinds of things, skydives, head shaves, cake sales. So, you know, if you have an idea and you are keen to raise funds for a good cause, then please do get in touch. We will never say no. <laughs> and uh, also just a question about, you've mentioned research and funding. Are there any research funding opportunities that yourselves offer? Absolutely. Um, so every year we have um, a research grant call. Um, so we fund um, PhD studentships and we also have a small grant opportunity available. Um, I think the PhD studentship is three years. At, I think this year it's £92,000 and um, the small grant is £10,000. And um, yeah, that, that is open as, as things stand. So I think it closes beginning of December. I can't remember the exact date off the top of my head, but I think it's first week of December. Um, and that this is, yeah, we do this yearly. And that more info can be found on the website. It can sure. indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. There's also... Um, as well as funding research, uh, which is obviously a big part of what we do, and then disseminating the results of that research, then we also like to make patients aware of opportunities for them to get involved in research. Um, right. So we, we have those opportunities featured on our website. And again, um, you know, if any nurses wish to let patients know about those opportunities or signpost to us for those, for anyone who's interested in taking part, then that would be great. We'll just appreciate that. 
Um, and the, some of these are psoriasis association funded studies, but we also support and make people aware of other psoriasis research that's going on that's not necessarily funded by us. Um, so other academic research and for patients that can range from um, taking a survey to taking part in a focus group to help shape a study from, from the beginning right through to the end. Uh, to perhaps even giving uh, blood or skin samples for, for academic research. So uh, for, for people who want to be part of, you know, uh, the change, I guess, then there's certainly plenty of opportunity for, for them to do so. And do you have any social media at all? Yes. Yeah, we're, we're very active on social media. Um, so we have uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn and YouTube. And we post regularly across across these channels. Um, you can find us at pretty much across all the channels. Psoriasis UK, if you type that in or use that handle, then you'll find us. Um, and yeah, we post regularly content. It's primarily aimed at people who are living with psoriasis, but also healthcare professionals as well, particularly uh, on Twitter and LinkedIn. So yeah, please do follow us. And any, just to summarise, any take-home messages you'd like? So this audience, we're all dermatology nurses, the vast majority. Are there any take-home messages you'd like to really hammer home for them? Firstly, uh, thank you for your, your great work. We know at the Psoriasis Association how important the work of uh, dermatology nurses is. And we also hear this from patients. So we know that the quality time you spend with people with psoriasis, showing them how to use their treatments, telling them what the condition is, you know, what they can expect. And listening to their concerns is really, really valued by the patients and by us. Um, we, you know, likewise, we're always there. Um, please do signpost to us at the end of appointments and, you know, let patients know that we're around and that we can help. Um, our information is evidence-based, you know, it's reviewed regularly. So it's not, you know, made up for the whim. Um, so, you know, you can rely on us and um, we're always more than happy to hear from people with psoriasis and help as much as we can. So, yeah, please just keep us in mind. Fantastic. Thank you very much. And thank you for your time. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For further information on the BDNG, visit our website, bdng.org.uk and watch out for the next BDNG podcast, which is coming soon.